Inshallah, we request the brothers to kindly please move forward and sit as close as possible, Inshallah. Jazakumullah khairan. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولقد خلقنا فوقكم سبع طرائق وما كنا عن الخلق غافلين وأنزلنا من السماء ماء بقدر فأسكناه في الأرض وإنا على ذهاب به لقادرون فأنشأنا لكم به جنات من نخيل جنات من نخيل وأعناب لكم فيها فواكه كثيرة ومنها تأكلون وشجرة تخرج من طور سيناء تنبت بالدهن تنبت بالدهن وصبغ للآكلين وإن وإن لكم في الأنعام لعبرة نسقيكم مما في بطونها ولكم فيها منافع كثيرة ومنها تأكلون وعليها وعلى الفلك تحملون صدق الله العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آن محمد مبارك وسلم رب شرحني صدري ويسرني أمري وأحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Islam in its entirety all of Islam every aspect from every major aspect to every minor aspect all of Islam the entirety of Islam sums down to one thing all of Islam the purpose for which we are created is it's the same thing right it's the same thing that one thing all the anbiya alayhi 
from Adam alayhi salam to Nuh alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam, Musa, Isa, all the way up to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. All of them came for only one purpose. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I have not created mankind, nor jinn kind, except for the purpose of my worship. What does worship mean? Here the Mufassirun say, over here, لِيَعْرِفُونَ لِيَعْبُدُونَ means لِيَعْرِفُونَ Right, so that they may recognize me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us. So that we can recognize Him. The entirety of Islam sums down to one thing. That's called Tawheed. All of Islam. All the Anbiya came just for this only, it's just this one purpose. Tawheed. All the Sharia, the Sharia and everything, all the other teachings are the way we express Tawheed. How are you going to express Tawheed? That's what the Nabi is there to tell you. How are you going to express Tawheed? It's through Salah, it's through Zakat, it's through Hajj, etc. But all of the, the whole purpose is that we recognize Allah, we recognize that He exists, we recognize that He is one, and He has all the qualities of perfection. And then we express that through what? Through the Sharia. But that's the only, only thing for which all the Anbiya Islam were sent. It was just to teach us Tawheed. Now, when it comes to recognizing Allah SWT, you know, I remember when we were studying literature over here, British literature. I remember one thing, one concept that we learned was characterization. So how does the author build a character? So you have character X, right? How does the author build his character? Well, he builds his character by, by the statements, right? What, what is character X saying throughout the story? From that you get an idea of who that person is and how he is as a person. What else do you, what is, what, how else does the author build the character of the person? It's through his actions, what he does, how he interacts with other people, how other people interact with him or her. Then you get an idea, okay, this guy is either he's a jerk or he's a really nice guy or whatever the case is, but that's how you, that's how the author builds the character of the person. Now when it comes to recognizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's the same thing. There's two main things by which we can gain recognition of Allah they're called ayat. Ayat are signs of Allah. Now, there's two broad categories of those signs of Allah Right? Some signs pertain to his kalam, his speech, him, the what he's saying to us. We recognize who he is. And by what we see in the creation, how Allah works in his creation. The ulama of the subcontinent say, Allah ka kam or Allah ka kalam. Right? But we recognize Allah through his kam, his works, the way he he deals with his creation. And we recognize Allah through what he's, how He addresses us. Right? From our end, when we have these two broad categories of Allah's signs, there's two functions. When it comes to the signs of the universe, it's called tafakkur. Allah talks about this throughout the Quran, all over the place. Those that the smart individuals are the, are the ones that, that reflect over Allah's signs in the universe. And for the ayat that, we, that, are, that pertain to Allah's speech, what we're supposed to do with that is called tadabbur, contemplate. What is Allah telling us? 
And with these two method, with these two methods, tafakkur, tadabbur, that's how you gain recognition of Allah Jalla Jalalu, which is the purpose of our creation. That's why we have been created. So, in order to achieve that, in order to achieve our purpose for which we have been created, these are the two functions that we must do. We reflect over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's signs in His creation. Allah creates poverty. Allah creates wealth. Allah makes one person wealthy, Allah makes the other person poor. Allah is the one that makes one person laugh and the other person cry. That's all Allah is doing. Allah is one that gives life, Allah is one that gives death. And Allah has created the two genders, only two, not three, four, five. Male and female. From sperm. That's where both the genders come from, just from what? That. And Allah will recreate the creation. These are signs that Allah is showing us. And many times they overlap, like in these ayat we're about to read. Allah in His speech, just in case we're oblivious and we're not recognizing His signs in the creation already, Allah is teaching us, look, these are all of my blessings upon you. These are all the way I am manifesting my power. I am manifesting my greatness. So, previously, in this surah, what was discussed last week, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was talking about our creation. This is something we should really be, yani, there's no word to express this joy that we should have. The fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah jalla jalaluhu, addresses us as humans. He's not addressing the laptop, He's not addressing the chair I'm sitting on, nor the desk that the laptop's on. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing us as humans. That's such a great honor. So while Allah is addressing us, He reminds us of the fact that He created us. Allah says He has created humans from clay. Then from after that sperm and then all the different stages of development, Allah talks about all of that. But then you know what Allah says now? Allah says, وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا فَوْقَكُمْ سَبْعَ طَرَائِقٍ وَمَا كُنَّا عَنِ الْخَلْقِ غَافِنِينَ Allah says, we created you, number one. Number two, we created the system in which you can thrive. Allah has created a system for you to be maintained. This is going to continue. Now this is the next theme. Allah has created you, but He didn't leave you to perish. Allah SWT has created a system for you because He's Al-Qayyum. He's the one that sustains existence. He gives existence and He sustains that existence. Right? So not only did He just create you, but more than that, more beyond that. And now He's creating for you a system that keeps you alive. وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا فَوْقَكُمْ سَبْعَ طَرَائِقُ وَمَا كُنَّا عَنِ الْخَلْقِ غَافِنِينَ And very truly we have created above you seven heavenly spheres. What does taraiq mean? What's, what's being referred to here is the seven skies. Why are they called, what is tariq? Tariq is a road, it's a pathway. Why is it a pathway? It's because the malaika 
We don't see them, but they're there. The malaika are traveling throughout the seven skies. Right? That's why Allah is calling it tariq over here. Allah has created above you seven pathways, meaning seven skies in which the angels are, are roaming around. The angels are traveling. What's, what's the significance of angels to us? It's part of the broader system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created that system to keep us maintained. There are certain angels in charge of the rain, which is going to come up next ayah. Certain angels in charge of our death. Right? Does Allah need this? No, He doesn't. But how would we recognize Allah if there wasn't a system in place? It's impossible. Since for our sake Allah has created the creation around us, so that once again we can recognize Him. Because if Allah was just there, by himself with his attribute, and Allah didn't create a creation, and he just created us. How would we recognize him? There's no way we would recognize him and all his qualities. Therefore, he's created this system where there's malaika, there's jinnat, there's taghayb, and there's a shahada. What we see, what we don't see, all that is working harmoniously. Above you, we have created seven pathways, seven skies within which the angels are traveling. It's not, after that, we, we're not heedless of you now. We're still taking care of you. We don't let the sky drop on you. Allah is the one that keeps the sky uplift above you. He doesn't have it just drop right on you. We are not heedless. We continue to sustain you. وَأَنزَلْنَا مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً بِقَدَرٍ فَأَسْكَنَّاهُ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَإِنَّا عَلَىٰ ذَهَابٍ بِهِ لَقَادِرُونَ Okay. Then from those same, from that same sky, right? That same sky, Allah SWT says, We have sent down from the sky water in due measure. Allah SWT has sent down from the sky water in due measure. Why? You know, one of our Teachers, Mwana Suleiman Chuksi, he said that one time, one time his friend had to travel to India, so he had a fish tank. So then he requested his friend, Mwana Suleiman Chuksi, can you look after my fish? He said, okay, I'll look after them. He didn't really know how to take care of the fish, so one day what he did was, he took all the food and just dumped it in. The whole box of food, he dumped the whole thing inside the, the fish tank. He walked away, <laughs> came back after a day or so, they're all dead. Then he said, I realized these, what these ayat mean. When Allah says, He doesn't send everything at once, it's for our benefit. Allah sends however much you need. Everything is good in its measure. Beyond its measure, it becomes bad. Israf is not good for you. Wasting food, eating too much is not eating. Eating too much, the point that that it harms you is haram, according to the fuqaha. Allah says, "Eat and drink, but don't do israf because israf is bad for you." So Allah Subhanahu says, "We have sent down from the sky water in a due measure." Allah didn't send it all at once. Allah sends however much you need, however much your plants need. Allah sends that down. وَأَنزَلْنَا مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً بِقَدَرٍ فَأَسْكَنَّاهُ فِي الْأَرْضِ 
and we caused it to settle in the earth. It's stored in the earth. You have wells, and you have even our rivers, oceans, they're all, it's, it's in the earth. It's settled in the earth. Why? So that you can use it later on when you need it. The storage, it's, it's stored there for you to use whenever you need it. Whenever you need water, alhamdulillah, just open the faucet, it's there. Alhamdulillah. فَأَسْكَنَّهُ فِي الْأَرْضِ But, وَإِنَّا عَلَىٰ ذَهَابٍ بِهِ لَقَادِرُونَ If Allah wanted, He could take it away. And indeed, we are capable, we are able to take it away. Allah can take away all of our blessings. Is Allah obliged to grant us blessings? No. Is there anyone, is, is, it, is He obliged to even create us? Was there someone who said, create otherwise, I'm not going to do something to you? No. Allah didn't need to create us. Allah didn't need to set up this whole entire system of maintaining us either. Allah is saying, we have the ability to take away that water. And then what's going to happen? Destruction. I mean, your crops are going to die out. Animals are going to die. You're going to die. Allah created, Allah is saying, we kept it in the earth. We didn't have to do that. We could have sent it at once, and then not sent it again. We could have sent it, sent it and then have it, you know, we could have had it dried up through droughts. But Allah doesn't do that. Why? Again, these are Allah's actions in His creation, right? What do we learn about Allah from these ayat? We learn that despite the fact that He's, that we constantly disobey Him, He's constantly providing for us. So we learn that He's a Raziq. We learn that He's Qayyum. He's the caretaker. We learn that He's a Rabb. We learn that He's a Rahim. He's merciful. That despite the fact that we disobey Him, he doesn't discontinue to provide for us. Allah continues, continues to maintain our existence. Therefore, don't take him for granted. Don't take his blessings for granted. The Sahabi, one of the ten Sahaba that was guaranteed Jannah by Rasulullah, Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas radiallahu was once performing wudu on a river. So he's performing wudu and he was using a lot of water. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Do not do israf, don't use too much water. So the Sahaba would ask to clarify and to get a better understanding of the deen, they would always ask Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So he said, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, is there israf even when I'm on a river? There's no fear, I can use as much as I want, it's going to go right back in the river. He said, even if you're on a river, there's still israf. Don't misuse Allah's blessing since Allah can take it away. Allah has granted it to you so you can benefit from it. Don't misuse it. Don't abuse it. Don't waste it. Even if you're on, uh, uh, on a river. The average American spends eight minutes in a shower daily. You know how many gallons are used up in eight minutes of a shower? 20 gallons 20 gallons It's because we don't appreciate Allah's blessings And we don't recognize the fact that Allah can take it away And are there examples where He does take it away? Yes there are There are droughts When we were visiting Cape Town 4 years ago uh, We were, it was like a long trip Our, our class, our Dora class in our final year of the Alam course, we were in Cape Town. 
And the brothers over there, we were staying at the house, and they said, please don't wash the dishes. <laughs> Why not? Because you guys don't know how to wash dishes properly. They were going through a drought. They said, you know, we, we have to... Uh, we have to save as much water. We have to conserve as much water as possible because uh, if you guys are going to wash, you're going to leave the faucet on the entire time and wash your dishes. But we can't afford that. As a, as a city, if we're all going to do that, we're going to lose our water. So please don't wash our dishes. We'll do it ourselves. And they said, please, we know you were, in, you know, you were traveling. It was a long flight, 10 hours, 14 hours to Turkey, and then from there to South Africa, a long flight. Please don't take any showers to your 12 brothers. If you guys all take showers, then we're going to lose our water. Allah can take it away. Any blessing that we have. Before COVID happened, who would have imagined that that would happen? No one. Allah shows us often that I am providing for you, I am granting you blessings. Recognize that they're coming from me and don't. Misuse them. Don't abuse these blessings. Because Allah can. Allah can take all of them away. Then Allah continues. فَأَنْشَأْنَا لَكُمْ بِهِ جَنَّاتٍ مِّن نَخِيلٍ وَأَعْنَابٍ لَكُمْ فِيهَا فَوَاكِهُ كَثِيرًا وَمِنْهَا تَأْكُلُونَ Then we produce with it. With what? With water. What's the color of water? Doesn't really have a color. Does it have a taste? It does, but it's not like a super eminent taste. Does it have a smell? Yeah, a little bit, but it's not a very strong smell. With this relatively colorless, it has no smell, it has no eminent taste, we produce with it gardens. How many colors are in a garden? How many different fruits are in a garden? How many different tastes are in a garden? How many different smells are in a garden? How many different scents are in a garden? But not one garden, multiple, multiple gardens, multiple forests. How many trees are there just in Lombard, Illinois? Take a guess. I don't know, a lot. How about if you expanded to Chicagoland area, how many trees are there? Expand that to the United States of America. Expand that to the North, North America, Western Hemisphere, the whole globe. How many trees are there? How many plants are there? How many blades of grass are there? Through that same one wa- colorless water, Allah produced all of that. Are you the ones that have done that or have I done that? Allah has asked in Surah Waqiyah. Did you do that or did I do that? Allah did that. And we produce with it gardens, plural. Jannatin. Min nakhilin wa a'nab. Of date palms and vines for your benefit. Right. Why are these two trees specified? Because these were the most common among the Arabs. And this is what the Arabs took most pride in, right? You have their dates and their grapes. And then obviously the, all the benefits that they contain. One hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Baytun la tamara fihi jiya'un ahluhu. Right? It's a form of hyperbole that a house in which there's no dates, the inhabitants are hungry. Right? There's a lot of fadila to dates and grapes. 
But it's not restricted to these two fruits. Rather, for you, in, in, in what? In those gardens are many fruits. And of them you eat. Meaning what? There are other functions too that they play. Are there other functions for fruits? Yeah, there are. You can make them into a juice and drink it as well. You don't just have to eat it, you can drink it as well. But one function that it plays is that you can eat from those fruits. And we produced a tree of olive that comes forth from the mount Tur, Tur means mountain of Sinai, which grows with all oil and with a dressing for those who eat. Right, and with that same water, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also produced a tree. And then out of all trees, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights the olive tree. Right. It has two primary functions. Number one is duhan, oil. What do you do with oil? A lot of things. You can use it for hair purposes. You can use it for the skin. You can use it for, to, uh, to light up a candle. All these different functions in what? In just oil. Allah has created that as well. Well, you can make salin with it too. Sibrin is a dressing for those who eat. You can't cook without oil, can you? Right, we produce a tree of olive oil that comes forth from the Mount Tur of Sinai. Sinai, Sina, Sinin, same thing, right? That comes in Surah Tulteen, Waturi Sinin. It's the same mountain. Okay. So we had water that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From that water, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also produced fruits. Sorry, gardens. Within gardens are fruits, three. Number four, and specifically, there is a Olive tree Okay Four things so far Four blessings that Allah Has mentioned After he mentioned Sorry Then the skies Right The skies Five And before that was Your own very creation Six Okay And then within each one There are multiple functions That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has put within them Okay Indeed there is Sure a lesson In the cattle for you in the Sharia, an'am is what? Ibil bakar ghanam. Camels, cows, and then sheep, slash lambs, slash goats, they're all included in ghanam. So you have your meats, your fruits, salam, grains. Think about it. All these different aspects of one meal that you have. All of them, Allah is saying they're all from Him. Whether it's the meat of your, of your meal, whether it's the grains, the rice, the bread, whether it's the oil that you use to cook that food, it's all from Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. All of it is from Him only, and only Him. Indeed, there's sure a lesson in the cattle for you. We give you a drink from that which lies in their bellies. Min, min means what? Some. Do you drink the blood? The pus? No. Allah says in other places in the Quran, Allah highlights that fact. From surrounding that milk is what? There's blood, there's filth. But from that Allah brings you pure 
milk to drink from. So Allah says, we give you to drink from what's in its bellies of the cattle. How, how necessary is milk for our, our lives? You can't eat cereal. Come on, can you imagine if, you can, if there's no milk, there'll be no cereal. <laughs> no frosted flakes or honey bunches of oats. Right? It's, that's, the milk is from Allah SWT. Allah SWT is giving that to us to drink from. وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَنَا And the cereal goes first before the milk. وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَنَافِعُ كَثِيرًا And for you, there are many benefits in them. Many other benefits. We benefit from the hide, from the leather. You can make, you know, the, I mean, we don't see this that often over here, but you go overseas, you see carpets made out of just the, they slaughtered, at Qurbani time, they slaughtered their Qurbani and then they took the skin, they didn't throw it away, they just made it into a carpet. There are many benefits that you can derive from it. But obviously one of the most important benefits of minhata kurun and from them you eat. Right? From them you eat. So again, just you just take a moment, right? Imagine yourself, you're eating your meal, the meal that you just ate. Every aspect Allah is highlighting, every aspect of that meal that you had, that is that you're receiving, every aspect came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. It's not coming from anyone else. Imagine, just think that, okay, the animal that you're eating, it had a life, it had a hayat that Allah gave it. Allah's al-muhi and al-mumid. And Allah caused it to die in a halal dabiha manner. Allah caused it to die. And then, how did it get to you? How many stages were there? I mean, at any point of, the, of that process, Allah could have caused it to turn in a different way, in a different direction. Right? Allah's not like, I mean, what if Allah didn't create the animal? Allah created the animal. What if Allah never caused for it to be slaughtered in a halal manner? Right? Allah did. Okay? And then from there, what if it just didn't get transferred to you? What if it got lost on the way? But all those blessings till it comes to you on your table and you're eating it. How can you, how can you thank Allah for all those blessings? You can't. You really can't. If you try to enumerate Allah's blessings, you won't be able to. You can't. There's just so many layers of blessings which we don't even see. And from it you eat. And on them. On what? On the cattle. And on the boats you are transported. So your transportation is from Allah as well. The water that you drink is from Allah. The food that you eat, whether it's fruits, vegetables, grains, meat, the oil that you use to cook it, or your transportation, it's all from Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. Wa alayha, right? On them is your is your transportation on land. Wa alfulki tuhmanu is your transportation overseas. Right, upon boats, you are transported. And did Allah SWT talk about air transportation over here? He did. <laughs> the first ayah. Allah SWT, we have created the skies as what? Pathways. Right? Your air transportation, your land transportation, your sea transportation. All of that's from Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. You can't. Allah is the one that makes you travel. 
in the land or in the sea. Allah does that. You know, these are again, these are the signs that Allah is reminding us of, of His greatness. Now, when it comes to us, right? This is again the beauty, right? Allah has created us, and then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has created a system for us to recognize Him. And then, when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is speaking about Himself, He doesn't speak about Himself by Himself. Right? Allah speaks to us in how He's how He's relative, how He's relevant to us. Right? All these things He's talking about when He's speaking about Himself. He's not speaking in a very theoretical manner. Allah is being very practical here. Things that we can relate to. Right? Because then it's only through that means that we will be able to gain His recognition. It's amazing now. So now, after this, right? What is, after you, after you read these ayat in Indu Tadabur. Right? After you recognize these realities that all the blessings that we enjoy. All of them. They're all from Allah Jalla Jalalu. What are you supposed to do now? I mean, what are you supposed to do? It's a shukr. Right? We're supposed to appreciate Allah's blessings and recognize that they're coming from Him and not from someone else. And you know who Allah talks about next in the upcoming ayah? The very next ayah, Allah talks about a certain Nabi. Allah talks about Sayyidina Nuh alayhi salam. وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا نُوحًا إِلَىٰ قَوْمِ فَقَالَ يَا قَوْمِ عَبْدُ اللَّهَ مَا لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَىٰهِنْ غَيْرُهُ We have sent Nuh to his people and he told his people, Oh my people, worship Allah, you have no God other than him. But why was say that Nuh story brought immediately after Allah's blessings? You know, in Surah, Tur, in Surah Bani Israel, Allah answers that as well. If you, to understand the Qur'an, you have to understand the whole thing. Then it all connects. And if you understand the Qur'an, you understand Hadith. In order to understand hadith, you need to understand the rest of the deen. You know, sometimes, like I like to just, for the sake of demonstration, you take this Qur'an, and then just go to our library, and see how many tafasir there are. We have two, three, one, two, three, about four shelves or four rows dedicated to the science of tafsir. But for someone who actually recognizes the whole library is a tafsir of the Qur'an, right? All the sciences of deen, whether it's fiqh, aqidah, or whatever, it's all explanations of the Qur'an. Right? So in order to have a full comprehension of what's going on, which will never happen. But in order to attempt that, you need to have all the other tools. People that do tafsir, when, by opening up a translation, they think they know what they're talking about. It's a big disservice. Uh, the hadith is actually very severe. The hadith says you should prepare your abode in Jahannam if you want to do that. If you don't have the background, you don't have the background knowledge, you don't have the qualifications, and you want to interpret Allah's kalam, prepare your abode in Jahannam. Right? So Allah elsewhere, what was I saying? I was saying that Allah mentions all these blessings. All these blessings. Then He talks about Sayyidina Nuh salam. In Bani Israel, Allah SWT says, ذُرِّيَّةَ مَنْ حَمَلْنَا مَعَنُوا All the progeny of who we carried with Nuh Right, during the time of Nuh the rest of the humanity was destroyed except for those that were on the boat. Therefore, we're all from that progeny. ذُرِّيَّةَ مَنْ حَمَلْنَا مَعَنُوا Oh, Allah addressing us once again says, Oh, the progeny of those who we carried with Nuh إِنَّوْ كَانَ عَبْدًا شَكُورًا Nuh was a grateful servant. All the Anbiya are grateful, but there's something special about Nuh which made him 
even more eminent in this quality of gratefulness and Allah brings that immediately after. Right? To show us what? I have provided you all of these blessings. Therefore, you thank me the way Sayyidina Nuh salam thank me as well. Right? The whole Quran is connected. Al-Quran yufassiru ba'adhu ba'adhu. The Quran explains itself. Right? One part of the Quran is going to explain another part. May Allah subhanahu grant us tawfiq. You know, just a few take-home points, right? Like, what do we do? Right? We recognize these blessings come from Allah Azawajal. But what we need to do is, we need to do these two things, right? Tadabbar tafakkur. Where we read these ayat and really just reflect on our lives. And reflect over all of Allah's blessings in our lives. And how Allah is dealing with us at a personal, individual level. Recognize that. Then read these ayat and reflect. You know, recognize that He exists. He is there. He is the reality. سَنُرِيهِمْ آيَاتِنَا فِي الْآفَاقِ وَفِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَتَّى يَتَبَيِّنَ لَهُمْ أَنَّهُ الْحَقِّ We shall continue to show them our signs in the horizons and in themselves until it becomes very evident that Allah is the reality. Recognizing that He exists with His attributes. He is perfect. Right, and then you need one practical way to really express thankfulness to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and to be cognizant of His doings in His creation, His actions in His creation, is by reading the Masnoon du'as, the du'as that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us. All of them have tawheed within them, all of them. Right, as you wake up, you say Alhamdulillah All praise belongs to Allah who brought me back to life after He took me away. Meaning what? I didn't go to sleep. I didn't go to sleep. Because can you can you go to sleep? Can you put yourself to sleep? You can't. You just put yourself in a setting where you'll end up falling asleep. So you can't go to sleep. The sleep is from Allah And then Allah, can you wake yourself up? You can't. Alhamdulillah All praise belongs to Allah The only one who put us to sleep The only one who brought us back up to life And I will end up going back to him And then okay you wake up You, know, you go you use the bathroom After you come out Alhamdulillah All praise belongs to Allah Who removed the harm from my body Meaning what? I, I may have used the bathroom But who removed that from me? Allah did. I didn't do that. You you change your clothes, you wear new clothes, Alhamdulillah. All praise belongs to Allah who put the clothes on me. I didn't put the clothes on myself. Allah did that. Allah provided it to me without any effort from me. I didn't do anything. But I worked, I did this, I did that. But who gave you all the, the who gave you the ability to do that? Allah did. So in reality you did nothing. It's just a blessing from Allah and it's only his blessing. You don't deserve anything. You eat your food. All praise belongs to Allah alone who gave us food to eat, who gave us water to drink. And it's not even, it's not even, it's not that Allah provided it. He's saying that Allah, Allah has fed me and Allah has, Allah has put the water inside me. Meaning, so when you have these masnoon du'as, right, when, when you read them, you reflect on them, then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, as was his job, that was his duty to teach us Tawheed, that's what he's doing through all of these du'as. 
every time you're making those walls, we need to be, we need to number one, memorize them. Number two, understand its meanings. Number three, recite them regularly and understand what we're saying. Every, all these Muslim du'as are teaching us that we are not doing anything. Allah is doing everything. Every blessing is from Allah SWT alone. So Yani, let's, uh, let's finish this off by reciting this dua of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Right? It incap- it, Nabi, the hadith says that it's, once you recite this dua, then although you can never fulfill the, the haqq, you can never fulfill Allah's right of thanking him. But Allah out of his mercy considers it as, it, as though we have fulfilled his right. Right? Think about Allah's rahmah. Think about his mercy, his kindness to his servants. We can never fulfill his rights. Even Nabi Sallallahu would say, I have not worshipped you, O Allah, the way you deserve to be worshipped, because that's the reality. You can't, you can't fulfill Allah's right. It's impossible. But Allah, out of his rahmah for his servants, says, I will consider, if you say, say this in the morning and the evening, I will consider it as though you have fulfilled my right. Allahumma ma Amsa bi min ni'matin aw bi ahadin min khalqik faminka wahdaka la sharika lak falaka alhamd walaka ashukr Oh Allah, any blessing I have in this evening and in the morning it's asbaha in this morning or any of your creation it is only from faminka, it is from you, wahdaka alone, la sharika lak, there's no one that's a partner with you. I've only received it from you. Falak alhamd, for you belongs all praise, walaka shuk, for you belongs all gratitude. Right, this is one dua along the other Muslim duas that we should memorize and we should read on a daily basis and understand, reflect what we are saying. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among those who recognize him. May Allah SWT make us among those who reflect over his signs. May Allah SWT make us among those who are grateful to him. Just like our father Nuh alayhi salam was. And just like our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was. May Allah SWT make us among those who fulfilled their purpose of being created. Ameen. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.